1: Welcome to the Big Ed Idea Podcast, a podcast for those looking to change the world through education. Each week, we bring you a new idea, however big or bold it is, that has the potential to disrupt, upheave, or remix education.
0: Now here's your host, our dad, Ryan Scott. You are back. To the Big Ed Idea Podcast. Thank you very, very much for joining us. Um, this is episode two point one zero, and uh, I am blessed to have a fellow Hoosier in the building. Um, that's right. I was born in Southern in- Indiana, excuse me, and I lived there for about twenty years or so. So I'm super excited to welcome um, a young lady that I met up on the Twitter verse and i had her scheduled a couple late a couple weeks later but we were able to bump her up um and so i'm super excited to welcome jennifer hasten (laughs) matchy did i say that right
1: no absolutely not
0: (laughs) oh crap all right
1: that's all right it's hasten machieski
0: haston machieski Yep, that's it. Okay. okay, perfect. All right. So <laughs> Jennifer, that's where we're gonna leave her. Jennifer is Jennifer. <laughs> Jennifer is a mama four. She's a football coach's wife. She is the alternative placement teacher and behavior specialist and coach. She is a trained yoga mindfulness, and meditation instructor, and she's a contributing author for several books and as she told me earlier, she's actually writing her own book now and so without further ado, miss Jennifer, thanks for being on the Big eight idea podcast.
1: Yes, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me
0: yeah, it's nice to to finally well another it's it's nice to have another Hoosier in the building,
1: right. yeah. Somebody else who gets the, you know, it's 75 yesterday and snowing today. That's exactly right.
0: (laughs) And I I don't know about you, but it's a national holiday anytime that anyone plays Hoosiers, the movie.
1: That's right. That's right. For sure.
0: That's right. And you are, you're up around the Indianapolis area. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, we're on the east side. Greenfield Central High School um, is the high school I work in. Um, My husband works at Fishers, but yeah, we're all on the east side right now. Well, for now, we'll see. It's it's football carousel season, so who knows where we'll land.
0: Right, right. So how long have you been in education?
1: Um, so my education, I know we've got an origin story, so I don't know how deep you want me to get right now. No,
0: nope, don't get very deep.
1: Not, okay, okay. Um, really not, not really too long. I, I have a, I had a, a long, strange journey here, so... We'll get to that okay. later, but not too okay. long. Technically, four years okay. as as a licensed teacher.
0: Hmm. Now I'm excited to get to that question. So, OK, I yeah. want to go ahead. Yeah. OK, so let's get to this. Let's get down to the meat. Um, so the very first thing that I always like to do with my guests, um, I'm a firm believer in relationships. I'm a firm believer in connections before content. And so I really get to find out who my guests are and I want them to know who I am. Um, And then, you know, we'll get into the content of this podcast. And so first, I just like to tell everybody out there kind of what's going on in our own lives. Um, And so we uh, as we record this, um, I'll tell you, I have got a backpacking trip scheduled for next weekend um supposed to be doing three miles or sorry three days about 45 miles and right now we've been watching the weather we're either going to go to southern illinois um, to shawnee national forest where i'm doing the river to river trail uh in sections or if we have to we're going to go south to land between the lakes and do the north south trail um, but either way it is going to be cold as heck. Um, they're calling for one to three inches of snow. So oh man, uh, but I don't care. I'm getting out in the woods. I am like, literally, I'm going crazy, ready to get in the woods. I've got a new pack. I've got a new pad. I've got a new, uh, backpack liner and some new stuff that I'm just dying to get my dog and I out. And so that's, what's going on at the Scott household. Jennifer, what's going on at your place?
1: Well, we've got one week until spring break. Um, mm-hmm. so we've got, I know, and we are lucky. We've got two weeks of spring break. So I'm taking the first week. Like I said, I'm going to hold up and work on that book. And the second week we are going to go actually backpacking in Tennessee, just the kids and I, Oh the yeah. oldest three, the youngest one and youngest one and dad are staying home, but we are going, um, backpacking down in Cosby in Tennessee. Um, so yeah, I was going to, I, you said backpacking, what's your go-to weight for your pack?
0: 20 between
1: 25 and 30. Okay, I'm a 35er. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> I I see the I was like, "You're ultralight. I'm not talking to you anymore."
0: <laughs> no, I'm not ultralight. I like normally I'll bring like a a tripod, stool or something like that to sit on, but yeah. I don't this time I'm not going to in favor of the pad and just sit on the ground. Um yep. but you know, there's some stuff that ultralight backpackers like I have a hatchet sorry i'm bringing a hatchet in case the the, the firewood yeah. is wet that way i can get to the dry part and actually have a, a fire yeah. um but yeah no i listen i love being out in the woods and i'll be honest like if i could do like a week like every season i would be giddy as yeah. a schoolgirl. girl
1: yeah yeah i love backpacking too so we've got there we go we've got that in common
0: I have a feeling, Jennifer, we're going to have quite a bit in common the more yeah. that we, we start yeah. talking this evening.
1: Sure.
0: All right. So uh, let's jump to uh, it because that's what's of...
1: going on in the Haston Macieski household.
0: That's what's going on at the Haston Macieski household. All right. There we go. There we go. We said it. We said it. Okay. So, um, Jennifer, what is your origin story? Um, I'll tell you mine. Oh mine is like all over the place. And then I eventually found education when I was 27. Um, but I'm always interested in talking and finding out how education found a person. And so Jennifer talk to us about, you know, how did you land in the world of education?
1: Oh, Holy macaroni. That is a, that is the question right there. Um, I, you know, I, had zero, I kind of thought about being a teacher before, but only because I really liked um, ticking off teachers in high school. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> and I remember saying that I was, um, I, I had one teacher in particular that I would always just really get into it with. And I remember telling her, "I if I ever become a teacher, I will never be a teacher like you. Ooh. And I used to say that to her all the time. And she was, actually wasn't a bad teacher. Like looking back, I was more of, you know. Probably more difficult to deal with than mm-hmm. she was, if we're being honest. Uh, looking yeah, back, yeah. she was actually a great teacher. Uh, it was just me and and the subject of algebra two that didn't get along. So, um, yeah. So after high school, I had a couple. I had a couple offers to play softball. Um, I was actually in FFA and I did soil judging. And the DNR offered me a scholarship to go to Purdue. And I was like, you know, I don't really want to do any of those things. So I didn't do any of the things. And I actually just. Lived in my car and drove around for a while, um, you know, doing odd jobs here and there. I was a telemarketer for a while. I famously sold vacuums uh, <laughs> across the state of Indiana until the right really police shut that down.
0: <laughs> right on. I did all
1: sorts of, of wild things. I did a lot of backpacking. Um, I actually was halfway through the Appalachian Trail and I had a knee injury and had to oh. cut that off. Um, I thought. I thought for a long time I was going to start my own little my own little backpacking business where i took women out um and i I, that was my plan but that never came to fruition because social media wasn't really big then and i didn't really know how to promote something like that um so i ended up i actually found myself i don't i don't even know how it happened you know but i found myself pregnant with my son my oldest son and thought man i better settle down and so i i was living around manchester Indiana, North Manchester, and they have a college there, Manchester, it's a university now, Manchester University. And I was like, well, I'm here, I might as well go to college. Uh, You know, I'm pregnant, we'll see what happens. And so I just enrolled in school. Um, I had no plan, really. My plan was, I guess, to be an English teacher, because I like to write stuff. And so I thought, I, I didn't even really process through the fact that I would have to teach grammar. I thought all I'm going to teach is creative <laughs> yeah, writing, right. and it's going to be awesome. Like, yeah. I,
0: <laughs> I get it.
1: Commas? Who cares? Yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
1: and so that was my plan, and I was I really just I didn't I didn't want to be in school, and so I started working at the bookstore there um, as a student worker, and then eventually a spot opened up, and I was like, I guess I'm the textbook manager now. So I actually worked there for almost 10 years straight, the oh, whole right time on. thinking um, I didn't I didn't really hate it. But it also paid for my school, Um, and I ended up doing early childhood education. I switched. I'm a person who likes to collect lots of skills and hobbies. So um, people say, "What's your hobby?" And I say, "I collect hobbies. That's my hobby. I I don't don't have one." Yeah. So i I was working there for it was about nine years, um, and I collected several different degrees during that time. Um, And it was about I was about nine years in, and I just thought to myself. I am wasting away. I know that I am meant to do something, but I didn't know what it was. And I actually, during that time, um, became a yoga instructor. And I opened up my own studio and I was a yoga and mindfulness instructor. And I remember I had a couple just real grumpy teenagers uh, that were outside my yoga studio one day in town uh, right before class. And I said, Hey, why don't you guys come in here? And they were like, What? Not uh-huh. coming in there that what are you what are you gonna transport our souls to another universe uh-huh. or something I was like, yeah that's what we're gonna do we're gonna transport Let's our souls to the other <laughs> yeah so i said just come on in y'all look like you could just use a minute so they came in and i ended up talking to them and connecting with them and they came back and they came back again and they came back again and then finally i had um one of the administrators in town reached out to me. and was like, do you know, these kids, they keep saying that they're doing your yoga classes. I just don't believe it. And I was like, I do actually, <laughs> I do know these kids. Um, and that kind of started me on this, this thought process. And he was like, well, you know, they, they used to get in trouble all the time. And now they're just like, one kid was doing a tree pose. Well, I was like, a teacher was yelling at him and he just went into a tree pose. <laughs> and was like, uh, he was kind of doing it sarcastically, but, he didn't fight back. Right. And I was like, what? and so I I had this genius idea that I thought was all my own, where I was going to start doing mindfulness for kids who were having behaviors. I thought I invented this. Okay. I, I'm like, I, I'm a genius, never before done. So I started doing some research and apparently it's a thing. I don't, right. it's not my invention, but it was working. Um, So I, I just kept, I, I had been struggling at that time with not, Not that I hated my job, but I just knew it wasn't for me. And I just kept doing, I was, I'm not a routine person. And so the idea that I was waking up at the same time and driving the same path to park in the exact same parking spot, to walk the same path, to sit in the same chair all day long, to work with the same lady. um, It wasn't for me. And so I put my two weeks notice in and had a job as an, actually a para, an IA, an aide in a school um, within three days. And I I just started doing that. And it really quickly, I became in charge of study hall and ISD, so our in-school detention and ISS. And I realized that those kids that were very much like me in high school uh, that my
0: favorite. saw a boundary.
1: Yes, they saw a boundary and have to cross it or at least toe the line, you yeah. know, and hover like half the yeah. body over the line. That's me. And I found that my my heart was drawn to those kids and those kids were drawn to me. And so I, I worked with the assistant principal at the time and I said, Hey, you know, I've got this mindfulness thing. I've got this yoga thing. These kids, I keep seeing the same kids over and over again in ISS, um, and ISD and and after school and detention, let's, let me try something. And he was like, um, okay, I trust you. And I was like, what? Yeah. Right. (laughs) And so I actually started a mindfulness program in lieu of detention and cut suspension and referrals in half at that school. And during that time, he was like, you should be a teacher. And I was like, you know what? I should be. And I, I didn't know. I knew I didn't want to teach. I knew I didn't want to stand in front of a group of kids who were all staring at me. And I knew I didn't want to get up there and do lesson plans and all that. But I knew I just had to be in a school building. at the, And it just, I didn't, I, education definitely found me. It wasn't that I sought it out. Um,
0: Very much so. You know, it, it just
1: happened. And I knew that I needed to be in schools reaching these kids. And it's since, evolved now into me working with teachers a lot more than kids you know working with them first and I I do a an entire presentation that I call be it to teach it which is about mindfulness and how we have to exude that because kids aren't going to buy into it if you're you know they they have that uncanny ability to know if we're bullcrapping them or not and so we have to live what we want them to know and and we we want to teach SEL and and all that but So often we don't exude those same behaviors we want to see in our kids. And so it's all about, you know. I'm going places. I don't know where I'm going. My journey's not done. I'm not exactly where I'm meant to be yet, but you know, it's been a fun journey.
0: So there's a ton to unpack right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Holy macaroni.
0: No, like. (laughs) it's a, it's phenomenal because I can relate to your story in so many different ways. Um, I was completely lost and I call it my wandering years from like 16 to until I became a dad, very unexpectedly at 22 and, um, quickly Mm -hmm. learned that life Mm -hmm. was not all about me and quickly learned that, um, You know, I wanted my daughter to have kind of the same life that I did. And so I looked out and noticed that the community college had a elementary education program. Mm. And I knew I liked kids because I had been a naturalist at a state park and had taught kids and caught snakes and done all that cool stuff with kids. So I was like, well, I like kids. I think I can do this. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I completely relate on that level. Yeah. Yeah. I also can totally relate on the level, the kids that you kind of form your connections with. Um, Mm -hmm. And what, and something you didn't say, but I really connected with is those types of kids need something different. And if we try to give them the same type of consequences or discipline scheme that we give the other 90%, you're just going to keep on getting the same thing you've always given. And um, I don't know about you, but sometimes it's hard and frustrating to try to convince people that don't see it like that.
1: Yeah. It's not frustrating to me. I actually love it. I love, I am, I don't know if you know much about the Enneagram, but I am an eight. So I, I am a challenger and I very much love stepping on toes in the most respectful way, but I call myself an unapologetic child advocate. And, and in my brain, if it's what's good for kids, I will, I will respectfully go up against those who have walls surrounding themselves regarding those out-of-the-box ideas. And I will dig a tunnel. I will plow through the wall. I will go back, build a ladder, come back, climb over. I will try to break that wall in 100 different ways until I reach you. And I tell people, like, because I'm a behavior coach, so I work with teachers. And I say, listen, you you are, when you first meet me after our first meeting, you're either going to love me or hate me. But I promise if you give me the chance, you'll love me at the end of it. You just know that I am not your enemy.
0: <laughs> right on. So I'm, like, I'm
1: going to challenge you.
0: Okay. I'm, so that,
1: like that.
0: I'm calling you my sister from another Mr. Um, yes. Absolutely. So I want to know more about this Jennifer lady. Um, yeah. And so my first question for you, <laughs> my first question, if you could have dinner with anyone in history so two people but here's the caveat. It's got to be two people with okay. the same first name.
1: Oh dang. You know you know I remember emailing you and asking you if there's anything I should prepare and you <laughs> said no, no no don't worry about it. And that's why this
0: is fun. <laughs> it's just off the off the cuff.
1: Oh man. Um, I'm going to I'm just going to
0: I'm going to use the name there.
1: George. Cuz I know there's lots of Georges. There so. are. There are. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick a George. <sighs> Even if I, I don't know if I want to talk to a George, though, you know, I, what does a George have to tell me?
0: Well, I, I know of one George I would love to talk to, but keep going. <laughs> I digress.
1: All right. Or like there's a lot of Johns. You there know? are. There I, are. I, go with the John.
0: I would definitely talk to a John as well.
1: <sighs> Jeez, you got them all, don't you?
0: But not that Ringo right. guy. I don't really care much about him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right um i'm gonna say anybody i can have dinner are they buying or is this uh Heck yeah okay all right just double checking i don't want to think about what kind of dinner we're having i really got set to the, set the mood in my brain so <laughs> that's just me stalling i don't know if you can tell
0: yeah well <laughs> stall away
1: um Hmm. Dang, that's a question. I just don't think about those things.
0: Okay, I'll tell you mine. And while I'm right, telling you, tell you yours. okay, while I'm telling you mine, you think. So mine would be John.
1: Okay.
0: okay I just got done reading another biography of John Lennon. Um, okay. Oh. The newest one that just came out by James Patterson. It's called uh, The Last mm-hmm. Days of John Lennon, which is freaking awesome. Okay. Um, so hey. I would have dinner with... It's really, really good. Like, um, I'll be honest, I really hated John Lennon in the beginning of the book because it really, mm-hmm. really talks about him in personal details. Um, but by the end of it, okay. I mean, it's phenomenal. Okay. So, John Lennon and John the Baptist. John
1: Lennon. Oh. Those I have a good one. See, like, you I- had time to prepare.
0: <laughs> well technically yes technically yes I know. hey let's listen there's you know, no monetary I, value tied to this answer if you can't get it it's totally okay we'll move on to the I next know. slide I,
1: I phone a friend no i would love to like i don't know anybody else named aristotle you know what i mean like i would love to sit and have a conversation with aristotle or leonardo da vinci or some, just somebody yeah real deep from from back in the day
0: so but I've I, never met an Aristotle. I've never met an Aristotle, but I have met a Leonardo before.
1: Okay. What about like Leonardo the Ninja Turtle and Leonardo da Vinci?
0: Oh, now that would like, be does that great. great. Count? So was yeah, Leonardo? I
1: really want really to know about the rat guy. What's his name? Splinter. Master Splinter. I really would like to talk about Splinter <laughs> with Leonardo the Ninja Turtle.
0: That would be that'd be pretty good. Okay, your next next question.
1: This one better be easier. or I'm hanging up and pretending like <laughs> I lost service.
0: No, this one should be. This one should be easy. Strangest food mashup okay. that just works.
1: Oh, um, bananas and pizza
0: sauce. Ooh, I'm so, not. even...
1: It works. I don't okay. know. Okay, do you know? Funny.
0: I listen. I. I have a very firm, no psycho uh, <laughs> policy for this podcast. And anybody that eats Too bananas, late. yeah, okay. But if you say so. Now,
1: listen, Doug Funny, you remember the show, Doug, on Nickelodeon? Oh, yeah. How, how yeah, 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 40. Okay. There was one, they had, yeah, okay. So they had the Mech episode and they were making pizzas and somebody accidentally put bananas on the pizza. Somehow I remember this crazy thing. And I was like, I wonder if that's good. I actually tried it and it wasn't too bad. So you can thank Doug Funny for that. The episode uh, where they had home at class go wrong.
0: Ooh, okay. That's
1: where you have it. That's that's it.
0: I don't know about that. What I was going to say was a hamburger with a fried (laughs) egg on it.
1: That's like normal. That's a normal thing.
0: Well, I would call that a mashup.
1: I don't know. They have that at Red Robin. So
0: okay. how about peanut butter and bologna?
1: Never. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. And the thing is, I know you don't even have an old cartoon to reference that. No, so that's not even real. You're no. just making that
0: up. <laughs> no, no. I just remember I was like eight and literally there was nothing to eat at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember getting a jar of peanut butter and a thing of bologna. Cause if you're in, if you're a Hoosier from Indiana, you probably have bologna. In your refrigerator mm-hmm. at all time, um, I remember peanut butter and bologna, and it was actually good. But I only ate it once.
1: No, well, what's that tell you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, well,
1: maybe you're not remembering the story right.
0: <laughs> but it could be, could be. I mean, that was only that was, was like thirty three years ago. So who knows? Who's real? Ugly. Lord. Okay. So my listeners out there, we are at going to actually get into this education space. Um, thank you for holding on uh, through this episode so far, but you know what? This is just so much fun. That's why I love doing this podcast. Like Cause I get to meet some just lack of better word, badasses asses um, out yeah. there in the world. So it's really nice to be able to talk to a um, fellow weirdo like myself. And so Jennifer, let's get into this. Um, the name of this game is the big ed idea podcast, but before we can talk about what your idea is, we have to know kind of what is the problem that your idea hopes to Mm -hmm. alleviate. Um, and so without going too deep into what your idea is, what is the problem?
1: Well, you know, I don't want to say there's lots of problems, but right now, there are a lot of problems, I feel like, in education. If you hop on Twitter right now, or you have uh, a PLN, you can see that there is a lot of negativity going on in the education world right now. Um, lots,
0: yep, yep, from all there sides. Are a
1: lot, uh, there are a lot of problems that we don't have solutions to as right. teachers Right. Um, that are bigger than us, and so I'm not even going to touch some of those, and I, I want to say, I, I think when I first agreed to come on to this show, I think I had a different problem than what I have right now. <laughs> but right now, I'm going to say, I think one of the biggest problems is um, is
0: Remember-
1: negativity, the negativity that teachers have surrounding their own profession right now. Um, and that is a very different one than, than, what you and I had, what I think I submitted in my,
0: in I would my love to talk or about
1: whatever. It. but
0: definitely like to talk about this.
1: It is just really weighing heavy on me lately. Um, every time I get on Twitter, I just see so much negativity coming from teachers, um, about our profession. And I hate to see that, you know, it's, it hurts my heart to see so many amazing teachers hating not even hating what they do, but hating the, the world in which they live, really. Um, and I know that a lot of people disagree when I say that, but it's one thing to vent and it's another to, um, like I, I think I said in a tweet recently, it's another to burn our profession without trying to find solutions. And so that's something I'm struggling a lot lately.
0: No, um...
1: It's seeing that in, from it, from, you know, fellow teachers
0: yeah no i i cannot agree with you more um and i too have been leery maybe to bring this to fruition and to talk about it um because you don't want somebody to say like oh toxic positivity because i've been i've been accused of that before which made me sick but um no like there is a lot of negativity coming from us and yes, there are negative issues. Yes, there are. But if we spend all day dealing with the negativity, does that leave any time to bring back the positivity that our kids and that our people, you know, and perception is reality. And so if the people that are working on the front lines are casting this, um, vision that our profession is just so horrible then no why would anybody in the right mind try to become a teacher you know what i mean
1: yeah and i always say again it's it's one thing to vent like we should have that that trusted person that we can go to in the building or in our in our network and we can vent to them but we need to make sure it's a person who's not going to you know come down the hole with us you know what i mean we need somebody who's going to be there and say, okay, I and I know you're feeling that way right now. What can we do about this? So I always say, let's spend 10% on the problem. We can spend 10% of the time complaining about it. we have to spend 90% of the time trying to find a solution to it. And I just feel like I know so many, I, and I've said this, I just did a, a presentation for the um, Indiana School Mental Health um, push that they're doing. I did a presentation uh, called The Unprofessional Development self care in a selfless field and so many people were like oh here we go um but we talked more about finding out like within what we need to keep ourselves going so it was less about bubble baths and treat yourself than it was really digging deep within ourselves and finding what we need and reconnecting with our why and and digging deep and saying you know what yeah i got beef with what's going on in this in my school but but how can i fix it how can i change it and if i can't then It might be time to find a district that makes me feel like they care about me and let let your district know, hey, you don't give me time off or hey, you know, I'm getting ready to have a baby and I don't have maternity leave and make sure that you're letting people know what the issue is because so many, so many administrators I know of can't fix the problem if they don't know what the problem is. Yeah, right. And so sometimes you have a lot of teachers who will just say, yeah, you know, I just need something different. When the fact is they could have said a long time ago what, what the problem was and, and maybe had it addressed before they got to that breaking point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. And so I'm, I'm super excited and super interested. So let's jump into what your idea is. Um, so if the problem yeah. is that you know, maybe 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 we're just beat down as a profession and that's coming out mm-hmm. the wrong way. Um, so, you know, how can we not promote this negative mindset, this deficit thinking, um, so to speak?
1: Well, I think, like I said, it comes back to, and I know that there are problems within our education that are bigger than the teachers, you know, they go to districts, they go to administrators not knowing how they're feeling and that sort of thing. But I, I think of it as a plate, and if we have our plate uh, and it's full of a whole bunch of crap, hopefully not. But we're we're full of a lot a lot of stuff going on. If we allow that plate to pile over, like we need to eat some of our plate, we need to make room for other things. And if we're not doing that, then our plate will spill over. Mm-hmm. And so we do have to we do have to take time to find out um, again who we are and, and dig deep. And a lot of a lot of people right now don't really want to dig deep. We've we've kind of all lived this. Um, not everybody, but a lot of people have lived this kind of surfacey life and that's where that mindfulness comes in and we're so overstimulated all the time with everything that we never just sit in quiet and have conversations with ourselves to really find out what it is that we need to feel good about our lives and, and sometimes that's a really scary thing because that can mean change and, and a lot of people don't like change or they don't mind change they just don't like being changed. And so um I, for me, I like to promote teachers really digging deep and, and finding out who they are and what they truly need and why they even got into teaching in the first place, and kind of reconnecting with that that naive 23-year-old who stepped out the you know stepped out college and was ready to change the world. And you know, because we do, we get we come out like that and we get we get beat down pretty quickly, or we surround ourselves with with negativity or we surround ourselves with that, that one person in the break room who just keeps reminding us that doesn't matter. I've been doing it for 40 years and nothing's going to change. It's never going to change. You know, there's nothing you're going to be able to do. Kids are getting worse by the day. And, and so if we, if we allow ourselves to live in that space and not reconnect with that naive, you know, young pup right out of school that, that maybe, and for me, I wasn't young, but you know, I, I'm kind of a different breed. So I, and I don't have toxic positivity. I'm not a person. Like I, that's part of it is we spend so much time as teachers trying to be positive and trying to be there for our kids and trying to put on a, you know, a happy face and all this, but that's what I say when I say be real with yourself and and acknowledge that right now you're really frustrated and acknowledge that maybe you're angry at the whole profession in general or you're you're angry with the politicians who are trying to to lead from their you know mansions Um, and acknowledge those feelings and and not be mad at yourself for feeling like you hate the profession but really feeling those feelings, but then trying to figure out how you can not feel those, how, how to, how to make those feelings better. Like, what is a solution here? Even if it's something as simple as I'm really tired and my, my principal keeps telling me I have to do these things, but I don't want to, the printer's never working, you know, maybe stop printing stuff, maybe put it online, you know, just find something small, a small solution that makes your day a little bit better and try to focus on those things instead of the things that we can't control. I mean, it's like that, that bubble, right? What's in our control circle and what's outside our control circle. Right. And- We're living in this outside the circle zone where we can't control everything and we're getting so frustrated and angry with it, but there's a whole world inside there that we can focus on and we can control, but we're letting everything out here blur all of that. And we're not focusing on the things we can't control, like how we're feeling um, and really working to, again, find out what we need. And it might, it might be a bubble bath and it might not be a bubble bath. You know what I mean? But, but there's something in there for everybody. If they just allow themselves to find out what they actually need and not feel guilty about about taking that time
0: yeah yeah. You know, I'm, I'm hearing a lot and that's that.
1: my that's my three cents <laughs> that's not even two that's all yeah like, right yeah
0: no so 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 i'm hearing a lot in that that i agree with number one um as educators i don't i don't know how your mind works but i'm constantly my mind is constantly turning thinking like it's really hard for me to shut it off um but mm-hmm. what i've learned I think it was during all this COVID stuff when we were literally forced to stay at home for weeks on end, um, with our own kids. Mm. It really forced me to slow down at times and reconnect with me. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So like, um, it makes one. So like, I know you said you're not a routine person, but I think everybody thrives in structure and routine. And sometimes we have Mm -hmm. to create that internal structure and that internal routine for ourselves. Um, Mm -hmm. But that takes slowing down. That takes um, realizing who you are and who you're not. And I don't think I would have ever done that if it hadn't been for the pandemic, um, you know what I mean? Like I'm definitely a different person, definitely a different person. I'm definitely more attuned with social and emotional, definitely more attuned with, uh, like trauma and stress and fight, flight, uh, freeze and fawn. Um, so I'm confident that if it's changed me, I pray to God, it's changed a lot of our educators as well. And we can, take, take something with it, you know,
1: are you finding that it, that it has changed educators that you work with specifically?
0: Um, so you, you might understand this. So I spent 12 years at the elementary land and then I have been in high school world for three years. Um, sometimes high school folks don't embrace the things that our elementary folks do. Um, particularly sure, sure. when it comes to the fuzzy, lovey-dovey, um, you know, some of that stuff, you know yes. what I mean? Um, but some of, the, some of the best high school teachers I've ever found are the ones that do. Um, and so I have mm-hmm. seen quite a few of my high school teachers, you know, go a little bit more to the left. And, and when I say left, I mean... Leaning more into the social and emotional, more of the understanding the Maslow's, understanding the connections, the relationships, some of that stuff. Uh, what I like yeah. to say, the psychology behind the psychology, not the pedagogy. Um, so I have seen yes. a lot of our educators, and I've and I've honestly seen some administrators too shift this way, which is really really cool.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know how you you can't with all the research that's being done in in yep. SEL and mindfulness and and everything the trauma informed teaching and all of that. I don't know how you can't. I mean, I know some that haven't, but
0: <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. it's you know, it's like those people. We won't people get, we get won't into get in. no, we won't get into that. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll tell you something that's got me going and kept me going through all of this is this little idea, um, and it was actually an idea that I had to write a book on. Um, one day I'll get it done, but it's about the God winks and it's essentially just about the, um, that if you go into every day looking for one outward example of why you are where you're supposed to be, like in any profession, it does have to just be educators. Like yeah. if you, if, you know, if you are the lady that takes the utility bill down at city hall You know, look for one customer that you can connect with every day that kind of is like, oh, yeah, that's why I'm supposed to be doing this, you know. And I think as educators, if we can't, number one, if we can't, if we can't find 10 things a day that prove to us, (laughs) you know, if so, if we can't, if we can't find one. So what I really try to do is collect my God winks. And so every day I try to find God winks um, and I let my kids so like if a kid comes up to me and tells me something, I'll say, man, you know what? You were my God wink for the day. You are the reason that I know I'm supposed to be here. Um, I love but I just think that's, listen, I do that because I'm full of anxiety and imposter syndrome. Selfishly, mm-hmm. I do that to keep my mental state at equilibrium, Same. you know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I can't imagine what would happen if, you know, a school-wide initiative we we looked you know, for those types of things. Yeah.
1: I love that. winks, huh? Godwinks. You, you better buy that. You better buy that uh, domain name right now.
0: Hashtag Godwinks.
1: <laughs> there you go. That's
0: right. So, okay. So I love this idea. Essentially, let's slow down. Let's dig deep. Um, how can we reconnect with our passion? Um, because no, you, you said it. There are some things that we could complain about. Um, there is a sure. lot of stuff that, that we could complain, complain about.
1: about. A lot, yeah.
0: You know, but I would say probably three years ago before this pandemic started, there was a lot we could complain about. Um, and I would say, you know, the most, the best funded school in all of the United States, I bet you can go to their school and their teachers are complaining about something. Yep. Sounds you know what so I mean? Good. Because- mine not
1: the same complaints you have. Their but their complaints.
0: But but yeah you, yeah you're right because as you know your brain is attuned to find the negativity, um, but it can also yes. be it can also be rewired.
1: rewired. yeah, and it's a journey. It's not easy. Um, no. it's, it's something that practice. You know that's why they that's why they call you know mindfulness practice, and that's why <laughs> because it does take practice. I mean, it's and it's again it doesn't come easy and. And as you're working through this, if you have a day where you you forget to find a positive moment, you know, don't beat yourself up. Just maybe find two tomorrow.
0: That's That's right. (laughs) I mean, it's not the end of the world. We all, you know, we, and and again, that's why I'm really real. Like when I was in the classroom, there were some days I walked in the classroom and was like, guys, I'm going to tell you, I'm struggling today. I just, you know, I'm not, I don't know what it is maybe because there's not a lot of sunlight out there, but I'm going to tell you, I'm struggling, but we're still going to have an awesome day, you know, um, yeah. cause everybody has bad days.
1: That, that's so true. I, I always preach that be real. Like I, I say that as teachers are starting their mindfulness journey, um, to be real with your kids and let them know. And maybe, maybe someone want to start with you or just say, you know what? Technology is not working today I, yet again. I'm going to take a deep breath here because you know typically you hear me complain about something right now, but I'm just going to take a deep breath because I don't want to complain about it and there's nothing we can do about it in this moment. So I, bear with me, guys. I'm just going to take a breath. That's right. And take that breath and let your do that and just be real. We don't have to have a, a happy face all the time for our kids. Like I asked my kids before a presentation one day, I, I went and asked my, my own children. And they said, hey... There, I've got a fifth grader, a sixth grader, and a ninth grader, uh, and a three year old. But I said, The beginning of your school day, do you know if your teacher's having a bad day? The very first thing when you walk in, the, the first time you see your teacher, can you tell if they're having a bad day? Oh, yeah, absolutely, right?
0: Absolutely, away. um, but they don't
1: absolutely. admit it, <laughs> right? No, and that's and that's what I want teachers to understand your kids know if you're trying to bull crap them or not, you know, oh, yeah. they know, if you're having a bad day, um. And you can tell them, let them know. You know what, guys? Morning did not go as I planned, um, but but we're gonna we're gonna make it happen because that's part of building resiliency is letting it's modeling that for kids and not not letting something small just trash our whole day, you know. And, oh and let us take it out on our kids when we don't mean to. And our kids, a lot of our kids right now need that resiliency too. And how better than modeling from their teachers?
0: Yeah. No, I get it. Um... Brene Brown talks all the time about vulnerability, about the fact yeah. that the highest trust scores are for those leaders. And, and when I say leaders, that t- that's a teacher as well. But those highest trust scores mm-hmm. are always for those leaders that have the most vulnerability with their people. You know, so be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, I know with my students at school, I tell them my story all the time. I tell them all the time how I was involved in all kinds of dumb stuff for a very long time. Oh, Um, me too. You know, because they need to know, number one, they need to know that we're real. We're not like these people up on a pedestal, you know, we're not, we're not bougie. Um, We, you know, life is, I tell my kids, day. Maybe, maybe, yeah, (laughs) maybe, maybe not this guy. I tell them every day, (laughs) that life is the hardest thing you ever have to do and if anybody tells you different they're on drugs or they are an idiot (laughs)
1: that's so true
0: and it's so true
1: i think i think it's also good for kids to see you know what they might consider a success story you know if i tell my kid hey sure I was back in the alley, you know, getting in fights and beating kids up and, and here I am now keeping you out of a fight. You're welcome. Like, that's (laughs) right. That's
0: right. That's exactly right. That's the circle of
1: life right there.
0: (laughs) That is the circle of life. Oh man. Okay. So I feel like we have talked a lot tonight and, um, we've talked about your problem. We've talked about negativity. Um, you know, that sometimes, um, some of our best cheerleaders should be our teachers, but sometimes sometimes they aren't for for real reasons yeah
1: we're tired, um, yeah. We're, tired.
0: we're underpaid we are disrespected okay. we are yes. yes all of those things yes. we have we have idiots in state houses yes. that have never stepped a foot in our school that are trying to tell us how to do our job look i get it yeah. i get it i'm all for taking all of our teachers to washington dc and striking believe me i am but I also love my kids. And I also know that I have a ton of fun at school every day. I don't ever see myself retiring. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just choose like the old Indian proverb, the, you know, there are two wolves that live inside you, which one grows the biggest, the one you feed and I feed the positive dog. So
1: while acknowledging the negative one
0: while acknowledging, yes absolutely yes.
1: because if we don't then we're in in the situation we're in now a lot of real grumpy people who've yeah. pretended everything was fine for too long
0: yeah we can definitely move the needle forward while we're having mm-hmm.
1: fun yes absolutely
0: you know like we don't have to um you know we don't have to be these sourpuss teachers with grimaces on our face all the talk, all the time talking about how bad are. No, we don't have to do that. We can show the world that education still is the number one best profession ever, but also say we demand better.
1: Right. Right.
0: So awesome. Okay. So Miss Jennifer, talk to us real quick. You told me earlier that you were going to shut yourself up in a hotel room, Johnny Depp style. Um, over spring break and write this book. So what is the premise of this book? And if you have the name of it.
1: uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the book is called, it's not you, it's me. How to break up with bias, discipline and education. And it truly, it truly takes us through a journey of breaking up. Like section one is acknowledging that you're in a toxic relationship. Two is the breakup. And three is healing post breakup. And it really is just about acknowledging that we all have implicit biases and less, um, less about race in this book and more so about socioeconomic and more yeah. so about disabilities and, and morals and how sometimes just the way a kid dresses ticks you off and you don't even realize it as a teacher because maybe your morals are so high. And so if you see a girl with, the, with her belly hanging out and a low top, you're like, oh, well, and you make an assumption about her and you Absolutely. treat her differently without even realizing that we do it. We all do it. I do it. Everybody does it. And so it's about um, realizing that, that, that we do that as people. I mean, that's, we all have our own one lived perception in life that we look at, you know, the, the, that lens that we look at life through. And that's how we judge everything, that internal narrative um, that we don't even realize is happening all the time. And so it's about realizing that we're in a toxic relationship with our implicit biases and how to break up with them. And then the last chapter is called Don't Text Your Ex. So how to not go back uh because it's easy and familiar how to not go back into that relationship with your implicit biases
0: that sounds really good like i'm really interested yeah. in this book now so
1: yeah and okay. it's you, meant to be done as a it's meant to be done as a like a study so it's about um each chapter is it's about it's about a semester long and each chapter has um a weekly it's done, meant to be done as a week and you go away and you you do the practice and then you come back and you reflect on it and then you move into the next the next chapter so
0: very cool. And you said, when yeah. do you think that's coming out?
1: It, it should be available this summer.
0: Man, through I'm X excited. Factor. Okay. Th- oh, yeah through X Factor. Perfect. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So um, other than this book coming out, Miss Jennifer, um, mm-hmm. how can our friends that are listening get a hold of you? Because I, I I'll be honest, I wouldn't imagine that they would not want to try and get a hold of you after this. Really fun episode. So, how can they get a hold of you?
1: Um, definitely Twitter. I'm on there quite often. Just shoot me a message on there. My uh, handle is at Mrs. underscore Haston, H A S T O N. Um, and you can also email me. I'll just give you my Gmail. It's jenhaston3 at gmail.com. Also, I do own a school bus. If you want to check that out, it's on Instagram (laughs) and that's wandering (laughs) gypsy six. If you want to follow along on my, my travel adventures.
0: So stinking cool. Okay. So I'm just going to let you know you and your husband and the kids are always welcome in Western Kentucky. Um, We have a, we have a really good blues festival right here on the banks of the Ohio yeah um beginning of June it's called the WC Handy Blues Festival um it runs like Wednesday to Sunday and like Thursday night we have Zydeco night so it's all Cajun music and red beans and rice and that kind of stuff and then Friday and Saturday we have some pretty pretty big blues folks um that come down here. And then later in that month, um, we have a bluegrass festival in neighboring a neighboring town where actually me and my daughter played at one year. Um, we Wonderful. took Yeah, we took bluegrass lessons from the United, let's say it's the National Bluegrass Museum. And then we got to perform. So she played the guitar, I played the banjo, and it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, if Get you are out. ever awesome. ever in the area, you are welcome to bring the school bus yeah. and stay with the Scott crew. All
1: right. I'm going to take you. I might really just take you up on that because we're yeah. always looking for free places to stay in that bus. There's not a lot of places to boondock in, in the Midwest. So you got to go out west for that. But
0: That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, we've got five. Acres. You could park the bus somewhere.
1: All right. Sounds good. She's fully functioning. We're solar, so we don't even need your electricity.
0: Man, that's so (laughs) stinking awesome. Okay. So for my listeners out there in the edgesphere and wherever you are catching this episode, um, Jennifer has told you how you can connect with her. And I'm just going to tell you, you need to do it. Um, This lady is changing the world one smile at a time. And I'm super excited, super um, blessed to have met her this evening. Um, and anybody out there that if you are listening and you're thinking, you know, I've got an idea that I would love to share. Well, hit me up. Um, I'm on Twitter at Ryan C. Scott, 1981 on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Insta at Ryan Scott, 1981, um, or find me on Facebook or just, I don't know, carrier pigeon. I don't know, but, Get a hold of me and let's plan an episode where we get to talk about your big Ed idea, um, idea. And so, like I say every time, I'm gonna wind us down and tell you, just like Big John Janowski used to always tell me every time I left his house, Ryan, I'll see you in the funny paper. Come to the conversation with your passion, and together, let's build something awesome. Until next time, I'll see you in the funny paper.